0: pre-gen sessions our pre-game sessions tend to run on because we come up with so much stuff and the more they give me about their characters and the more they give me about you know what they want to see happen um the better i can make the game and the more fun i have with it so uh, yeah yeah i'm I'm
1: gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna bring you back down to like 75 80 percent because now that you're full on and in the mic this is where you're going to be when you're gaming (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so I need you to back. I need to go back into zoom and come down like five or 10% because even though we're just quietly talking, when you DM, there he is. There's the guy. He's excited. I can't wait to do this. There's the guy. And you're peaking my my thing here. I'm just recording you. So I got a sample of your voice. So uh, there's not, nothing wrong with it. I just, I got to adjust you here not while I'm better. thinking of it. Keep going. Get excited. Get excited. Tell me about great so, this is.
0: <laughs> I noticed that I, start, I started leaning to the left on my uh, on my table here, and that. No, well, it's
1: I, it's I, fine I, because when the mic's in front of you, you subconsciously it's like start. It's just okay. Like everybody does it. It's fine. There's uh, <laughs> not nothing wrong with that. As long as we can see you, it's just make uh,
2: it
1: with it. Yeah, well, it's called being warm on the mic. Um, as long as we can see you clearly, which we can. Uh, your video isn't smooth. Like I said, it it's choppy. You probably have a low res webcam or whatever. Um. Yeah. So, if I would say, as opposed to internet, your next purchase is the 920 Pro camera, the Logitech camera, which runs 1080 and have it override, sit yours up. Not only will it sit up, if you're as clear in detail as me, um, when the when the players talk to you, they'll they'll be that much more. Like you said, you look fine, but I'm just saying, like, if I had to hazard a guess, and your next purchase, it would be a better camera.
0: Now. For the cast, I know that most of it's going to be audio only, but would there be a video element to it if we did a yes. YouTube clip of it?
1: Yes. You so really what, like- what we do, um, I'll just go to my YouTube page.
2: Quickly, Jeff. Um, yes, ma'am. That, that banner you sent me is the exact same one that's already up here.
1: Okay. I wasn't sure.
2: That's good. Okay um i'm gonna duck out fellas i gotta
1: yeah no you go it's good we're getting to that we're getting to that point in we're time. Gonna go see
0: kitchen you actually have a good day
2: yeah it was nice to meet you good to see you again new jordan yeah yeah, <laughs> was yeah Like, yeah. shut no, up I was actually i sent okay total creeper moment i sent our youtube to actual jordan and i said watch for jared i said you'll know who he is because it's like looking in a fucking mirror and he he's watching <sighs> and like 10 minutes later he's like who the fuck is this person i need to meet him <laughs> he's like oh my god it's me like, Great, right? it's america it's you see so jared if
1: we talked to jared now you guys wouldn't see it honestly he wears glasses he's older you guys wouldn't see it but for us that had him sitting around my table playing on his phone barely gaming just some of the smiles and some of the way that jared moves and it's presents himself it's a lot long like long her friend jordan former yeah. co-worker it's it's, it's funny you your um, hair
2: like him like he wears that hair now like he never did Jeff when we knew him but now he slicks his hair back and he wears a gold necklace Jeff it's so funny um but yeah it was just like there's similar some similarities it's like oh it's like being around the table again Aww. and and Philip you look like my friend Matt George who constantly tried to get me into this game and I was like nope you guys are losers rolling dice and it was Jeff that finally got me into it but you look like Matt and I had like Matt's a really good friend of mine so it's, like I said it's like blast from the past for me. good
1: it's it's endearing. We we meet it in the nicest nicest yes. nicest way. <laughs> Ashley, thank oh, you so much for becoming a patron. That's, that's so sweet of you. So, you're welcome. I I realize I just kiboshed all that video stuff. So now I've got <laughs> got to dig it up from the Patreon page. Give me a second here. Uh, anyway, the roll twenty grid. Let me let me take you. Let me show you a game. Let me show you something with roll. You are not familiar with roll twenty, right?
0: Not terribly, no. All I'm right. looking at your uh, your mongers network on, on YouTube, and I do see you've got some video elements on some of your, especially on the attack of opportunity, and uh, yeah.
1: Well, what I would do is I would shoot the gaming grid where you could see 3D dice rolling, not our dice roll ch- chat window, but the actual mini grid, so they'd see us for the combats. We yeah. have to, You have to cheat yourself to describe, because it's not like the grid, right? Um, yeah. One, one of the coolest things is you're used to using minis in front of you. You know, the guy with infravision would always fuck you up. <laughs> okay, everyone else ignore this. I'm showing him the right. Everybody has a miniature that I control what they see. So I can yeah. give I can give a guy 60 feet and I can give somebody else a 40 foot torch. And they'll only see what their character sees based on their mini on their screen. Right. It, it's really That's cool. Beautiful. It's really neat. Uh now I don't have black and white. All I have is dim and bright light. So I give the infravision guys, the dark vision guys, 60 feet dim light, and I give the torch bearers they get um uh, was it uh, 40 feet of light and 20 of it is dim, so they got 20 foot of good light and then 20 feet of bleeding out light, and then the yeah. minis that have like elves that get they get the low light vision, it doubles any light source they see, so they get 40 80, and it, yeah. it's really cool the way this works. I also have all kinds of visual effects. Um, I just threw up a map, but this isn't really a good example. Um, just sorry, give me a second here. Uh there's a couple ways we can do it. Um Oh, you're on my Rollmonger's page. Is it the basic announcement? Hang on, let's try the announcement one. Yeah, okay. Before so go, go to the the basic announcement, the first thing, the main my Dicewise logo for my business on the main page, it's the, you know, first visit video. Uh
0: on YouTube?
1: Yeah, go to YouTube. And it's the big video, yeah, the first. It's a, exactly. Uh, go to the, like go to the middle and press play. Okay, so stop it there. Uh huh. Okay. Um, the audio and video on roll twenty is shitty, and it takes up map space. So what I'm doing here is I'm telling um, OBS to do a window shot of just me. Now you see how I'm using my screen screen to show like the Senate behind me in a tight little corner, but basically the video element, of the the di- sorry,
0: I, I got the OBS and then, and then you froze, um, ins- froze.
1: instead of a, instead of a, a live game where you see the whole cast large and in charge, I've made me like a little thumbnail kind of thing. I'm kind of up in the corner. Yeah. They can see the DM for acting cues when you are a character, but the main thing is the page. Now, I just have a poster page up, but you see how everyone's name is across the bottom? Yeah. So I have the character name, Fafal Winston, then I have the player in brackets, then I have a dice color representing that character, and then I put a same color token underneath their mini. So people go, red dice, that's Matt, it says red, and it's red lit up on a little circle underneath the mini he uses yeah and when they're on the battle grid when you see like an actual battle map dungeon with little minis moving around we show that not Mm -hmm. us now i'm trying to get these guys into green screens and showing themselves because what you see now is everyone's laundry and crap right yeah okay it doesn't matter what you look like. You don't have to wear a nice rollmongered collared shirt like me. Even Jarrett, if you took everything away except for his t-shirt and the microphone and put something like this behind him, it looks very professional. I'll give you a second. I love your lamp, by the way. I have the same one.
3: Tell oh, you, yeah. OBS like kicked my computer in the teeth when it was loading.
1: What do you mean? It's heavy on the
3: I don't know what happened. It, it it um it installed, but I had like cause it you do have the installer wizard and then it does like the download. Okay. You know, well it wouldn't go anywhere once it started downloading. I oh. started the computer and there it was. So okay. I guess it
1: didn't <laughs> uh, okay that's good sorry so sorry um
0: that. go take some medicine i've been talking on a sore throat for i'm like, i'm sorry like, it's,
1: it's, normally you should just say look i'm sick i'm sorry you know but it, since we uh, were just doing fine. tech and bullshit stuff i'm glad you showed up anyway um
3: i'm glad i showed up
1: so um the girls are new i mean even your girl ashley is very new to podcasting and has to switch her brain over from like i'm a cute millennial to you know do this thing right um, the millennials like showing up with zebras and shit. Uh, because but <laughs> this is an advantage. This is an advantage. They embrace the new stuff. They will embrace the Mojo, the Hero Lab, the new rule, the variant rule that you're dying to try. The millennials will do that. The X- generation Xers will appreciate the fact that Carrion Crown hits all those old goth right? So if you mix the crew, you get a bit of everything. I have a brand new show. It's The Evil Campaign. Hell's Vengeance. And I've got all the extras in it and I've got attack of opportunity or so I've got dice before dishonor, which has our samurai and I've got all the millennials going to back him up in that backdrop show called echoes of honor. And we'll see how that plays out. But again, it comes down to chemistry. You can have people like myself and Ashley who are young at heart and you can have some very serious, good to game, mature people like Jared and Ashley, you know, if I didn't have wonderful things to say about them, I wouldn't have them in my shows. I think they're going to be good. You know, and she recommended me you and she's brand new. So here you are and you're going to have a go and you're talking to the guys and you're connect with Ryan. You talk to the girls or whatever, right? Yeah. Too bad you get t- t- a chance to talk to Samantha or whatever. Um, I would say your biggest, new- nice. your, your biggest newbie is going to be Samantha. She hasn't played in years, but she knows she's a big steampunk fan. Ashley is rusty as shit. She hasn't played in years and she only played like four years at my table but she's very very excited like she infects your cast no matter how quiet or burnt to, like ashley showed up she's very funny and charming and whatever. Right? but when ashley showed up tired she is tired i am the tired millennial you know what i mean like my ashley will invigorate the room now having your ashley here i think is key she she's actually is Bard, huh she is going to be a key to the show i think her your ashley and ryan are probably going to carry the show Uh, While the others are doing a learning curve to catch up. So we'll run your one shot. We'll play the book and we'll see who's lagging, who's casting right now. They all get to be in my other show, which happens today, like the two to four. So they may not like, they may not get a four to five hour game on Sunday. They may only get a two hour game with me later, but it's not like we're firing anybody or whatever. They all understand it's out of the gate. It's just they're only available today, so I might as well use Samantha and my Ashley. Your Ashley might be available to me on Friday, but my shows are kind of full. And like I said, you said, I want to do this. I want to play, which is probably the better option. But I need you as a DM way more than I need more players. I get them coming out of my eyes now. Boy. So so. Uh, anyway. Honestly, I'm
0: I'm actually a little bit thankful for the ability to, to or the opportunity to show off my DMing chops on a wider scale than just, you know, mm. around town.
1: Now, the Pure Steam game does sell, and I dumped it in your lap. It doesn't have to be the project we go with for you. When we get to the end of this, I will thank you for doing it, because I don't have time. We have had the cast, and collectively, you and me privately, and collectively, the cast, we have to say, okay, is this worth continuing? Does everyone like the game? We did this, we got so excited about second edition, and halfway through, the players went, no, when I'm this is done, I'm done. That could happen. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean our project with you is done. If we still like you as a DM or whatever, we could give you a different project. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. There could be something else. Um, Carry and crown, I think, might be worth running just to run as is. Pure steamer. no. Especially if you know it and you're really excited about it. You know? Um, is there anything else that you know really well that you would like to have... like? A module that you've run will podcast well because now you get to do it for show on stage, like Hamilton. Like it shouldn't be boring for you if you know it. Do you have something else? A backup? Uh,
0: so, I do. Um, unfortunately, one of them is Rise of the Rune Lords. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, That's fine. But uh, so when I was listening to Clinton's Core Classics, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of gave me a thought. Something that I'm sure virtually no one has done uh, ha- is gone back into some of the older materials uh, that were made for even older editions, and either a updated them to Pathfinder or B run them core uh, I have to to see yeah <laughs> to them the opportunity and I am extraordinarily familiar with a lot of Dragon Magazine content from their last two or three years in print
1: um, uh, visiting an old edition doesn't interest me however I've ran I ran Ashley through Entombed of the Pharaohs and Stone Pack Pyramid yeah which I loved because it's relevant in the timeline it actually is part of Doomsday Dawn and they never they mentioned it in the subparagraph and they put it down it's part mm-hmm. of that timeline for second edition I'm going to use the material in the man from Assyrian uh, Legacy of Fire I believe was written for 3.5 as well yeah um, so when they propped up, you're talking pre-Rise of the Runelords.
0: Uh Yeah, because there are, I mean, and they include a lot of information. So there was um, the last three, the the three first Paizo adventure paths weren't Pathfinder. They were actually Dungeons and Dragons oh, 3.5. Are you talking about
1: the city thing?
0: There was three of them. There was Shackled City, which that's, I have. That's okay. I have that one's uh compilation book yeah there was uh Age of Worms which was the second one I actually have all of those issues and both Dungeon and Dragon Magazine Mm -hmm. and then there's the last one one that I'm most familiar with is Savage Tide and Savage Tide I just think is a fantastic game I've run it eight times over the past decade and
1: wouldn't uh, everybody rather Skull and Shackles? Well, first of um, all, you know, you know Pirates is overdone thanks to the fifth frickin' pirate movie that's kind of done. Yeah. I, I, I know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's kind of done. It's kind of done. We could kind of pure steam it with The Metal Ships could be a, a revamp. Oh. Um, now, that doesn't mean classics die. Rise of the Rune Lords, everybody like, everybody did that. I'm, but I'm like, yeah, well, we should podcast it because first no one else does. Now they all are. There's like six shows I'm competing with. and. Uh-huh. Everybody went, oh, I never got to play that. You know, like you might be able to sell us on Savage Time because people kind of go, I know that. Yeah. You know. You're get you're getting into the mindset where I'm like, hey guys, Dragonlance. Anyone do the war? No? Not good enough for Me? you? how about that oh matt's a big fan too how about this I love did, dragon Lance. did you know that king lorak before cyan bloodbane the big green dragon came and sat down and buddy had the orb and whispered in his ear did you know that he phoned up the elven imperial fleet from starfinder or from spelljammer did you know that did you know spelljammer is in contact with all the monarchs on the major elven worlds and he phoned them up and went help Me, you fuckers, I'm being invaded, I can't stop it. And they went, oh, prime directive, sorry, you're on your own, and turned him down, and he got invaded and squished. So I had this idea to do a Trek kind of pod and put an Elven Imperial fleet close by, and they get the signal, and they relay it. And before head office says no, they go investigate on their own. They get into atmosphere. And what is Cyan Bloodbane known for over any other dragon? Anybody? Killing elves. His ability to fly much higher in the atmosphere than any other dragon. So you have have elves following protocol 101 going, we are at 37,000 feet or whatever it is. We're at 10,000 feet. Dragons cap at five. We're fine. And this fucking dragon goes... Oh, hello attack damages the ship and it crashes in the lake in fuck big trees ground zero Qualenus? no uh the heroes the Silvan- companion Sylvanesti, Sylvanus, Sylvanesti. Uh, no uh humans big trees
0: ah oh, geez the companions never- are right
1: there next to haven Solus uh... crashes into the lake at Solus, you know the lake they cross in the book Okay, so it crashes in there, and the episode zero, or pilot, is, you know, there's the captain. You guys ever see Voyager? Yeah. They have a hierarchy, then they get hit, then they go out, and she has to replace. The doctor is dead, so they have to use a hologram. Her first officer is dead, so they have to use the guy they were chasing, the criminal, and half of his criminal crew. So you have the players as elves and auxiliary criminals or whatever on board and you have the ship crash and everybody's dead and you have like Ensign this and Lieutenant this and Engineer Elf Bob this and they surface and they swim to shore and everyone else is dead crushed and drowned at the bottom of a lake in a crystal ship that no one will ever find and these poor fuckers have to go prime directive and they get swept up and become the new heroes because guess who was in a boat? Crossing the lake, Smosh. <laughs> you know, like little red robes and some shit. Left hand sword kind of float up. You know, it sounds like my attempt at and a, and of- a bunch of and a bunch of star jamming elves have to you know cheat prime directive and save the world. W- this game, this sounds isn't, awesome. Isn't that good? I liked it.
3: I was very impressed. It's like the opposite of what uh, I tried throwing. 3.5 characters in the Star Wars universe.
1: Yeah. Ha. <laughs> well, Dra- Dragonlance was written uh, by players who, were, a DM went, here's my world, we're playing, and Tracy Hickman, and Margaret Weiss were players at the table and and wrote the books. 1981 right. bestseller, Dragonlance, right? Uh, that's That was my Lord of the Rings. If you listen to my Attack of Opportunity interview, oh, I, I go did. on about this. I was, six, I, I was 16, buddy. I'm in the back of the car with the bassist and the guitarist. And I was the keyboardist. And we're doing 80s cover band tunes. I was 16 years old. And they're talking about the fucking Conclave. And I'm like, right. you're talking about Wizards and shit. They're like, yeah. I'm like, my dad's a huge Doctor Who fan. We don't watch hockey. We watch Science right. International, Doctor Who. I've already seen the movies, Conan. I've already seen Sword and Sorcerer that was my childhood dad was my dad was a big geek and uh big sci-fi as opposed to fantasy but i got a dose of both and i really like the fantasy my brother and my dad look towards the sci-fi now i like sci-fi but if i had to choose um 16 and the guy's like the drummer can't always come up to play with us so i've got this game and he pulled out the red box the second edition and we played Caves of Chaos. And I he went to the bathroom. I was like, I gotta see. What the fuck? Like, they're like, dude, don't be an ass. I'm like, I must know. I'm willing to risk everyone's friendship on knowing what the fuck this game is. And I became, Then the guy came back. He's like, you know, you make a pretty good DM. Control freak, sit down. You know, um... And I've been DMing since I was 16 years old and never looked back. I've hardly been a player and I'm a crappy one uh, because I just love the storytelling aspect and knowing that the maps, I love the maps and all that shit just got sucked right into it. So I wasted yep. high school gaming yep. <laughs> and blah, 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 you know, all this stuff, cared more about the world developing it's right? Ran the war four times, never got out of the first book, bought all of them, even the risk version module 11 of the actual war and you can move the characters as the war progressed, you know, always wanted to do the campaign. Um, The thing is, if you don't do the main characters, it's not worth it. Your own characters are like, you know, what do you do? So podcasting Dragonlance for the Xers, I think would work. I just couldn't decide if it, if it would work better as, doing the main cast then people are going you're not doing it raceland or doing your own characters and people going yeah but then you're just having fun as you know there's no monks there's no orcs uh,
3: here's something you could even think about uh is when is their next um uh uh, what is the word i'm looking for um release date no not release date but um you know dragon lance's um birthday. When did Dragonlance anniversary? The oh, anniversary. Well, yes. When's their, the their first
1: their first novel came out and became bestseller in 81. So
3: 2021. 2021, man. Do a Sure. Start working on that, it now. That's that's and only and 2 years away.
1: Oh, I'm already story. working on it. Like I said, this is why I want to build a network. It's like do this shit full time. Well,
3: I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing Matt, that out
1: there. Matt would be so down with that cuz he's a big Dragonlance I, fan. his like, family. You like that? Fight yeah. all the uh, okay. generation X's. Oh, those that would like it, yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, Frank and... as well. you know. It's also, going back to Forgotten Realms.
3: Yeah.
1: You're a 100-year-old elf. Play it. I played Forgotten Realms first, second, third, fourth edition. Now I'm in fifth edition. I could play a convincing 300-year-old elf because I've been playing through 300 years of editions. Right. The Xers could actually play elves. Anyway, the angle for... Um, well,
0: grumpy elves.
1: The angle wow. for um, uh, Dragonlance was because of the star fighting aspect because maybe the shuttle at the back landed they could fly around Is you could you could skip parts or fly over parts that were not podcastable or that bogged down the game or you know what i mean you hit the main parts and how these guys influence right or what could be really funny is have you seen those adventures how much detail there is there that has nothing to do with the storyline Like the modules are so much bigger and thicker and wider. I mean, even Raceland and the orb and all that shit you have to go through, they streamlined them in the later editions. but the original stuff, like you could say so much content. Yeah. Doing that. So when we played Dragonlance back in the day, I made them first level, came up with bullshit stuff just so we could get a character to third level so that our one wizard could have his test of high sorcery and either die or have real baggage based on the whole party and come forward and come clean that's as far as we got is he he barely did the test because bill's what really fucked up bill was illusions uh-huh. so i yeah and you, oh, you get you, yeah. you you got you got to fight a fifth level dude you got to fight a guy two higher levels higher than you you know blah 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 anyway uh so chances are uh but no that that stuff was like so cool right um mm-hmm. Do you do your own characters that really bring out the lore? I really want to be a black robe, I want to be a white robe. you know. Um, I read the Magus. The Huma books are really good about the first Dragon War. I read the spell jamming novels, the six of them, where this farmer from Dragonlance and a ship falls out of the sky and the captain comes up with this portable helm cloak and goes, "Eh, don't let the bad guys get it. And he takes it. And this big uh, hippo guy. The gif from Spelljammer comes off the ship yes sir and he hooks up with him and this neogi these freaking eel spider people in space are looking for this thing and he the only spell jamming on Crin is the gnomes and he goes out the fucking mount never mind where they're like well cut off your head put it in a box remove the cloak figure it out he's like "Woo!" Get off my head! Oh, we're working out the technology about keeping your head alive. But first things first, we got to get to the cloak. You know, blah 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 blah. All the gnome flingers flying, all the gnomes around a mountain. Never mind the crazy shit. Anyway, he finds a ship. This podged together gnome ship because they're in spelljammer. Into space he goes. He goes to the Rock of Brawl. Welcome to Forgotten Realms. Runs around Moss Isleys, which is the Rock of Brawl floating around Forgotten Realms. And they go and do a whole bunch of stuff. He finds the Spelljammer, the big manta ray ship that has a city on it, its own ecosystem. It's great six books. Crazy. And then they freaking Neo it. They frick, they matrix it. They give you the logical ending to a story, and everybody goes. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's quite a ride; definitely worth the read. So I read those, and I played some Spelljammer, and I love the fact of the gravity plane and space is warm, and you have your open deck ship with shit on it that looks like animals, and you know. So, using that genre, but not being in space, being the ground Star Trek party, because give, admittedly, Imperial Elves are Trek; they they walk, they talk.
0: The, sorry be the red shirts
1: yeah so you got a couple of first level you know ensigns talking, and I'm lieutenants go and shit you know a couple low guys and run around anyway well this is a bigger pitch for another time that's a lot of conversion and shit that i don't have time for but even if somebody was willing to do it uh the other idea Phil, is um that the heroes didn't die they hit the lake early, right when Lorak was invaded, and they've integrated, the players integrate themselves, and the DM gets to do these scenes, and you get to see scenes out of the book play out. You know, like the two elves when they come back to Solace and they meet Gilthanas. One of my yeah. personal, my favorite romance in that book was him and the dragon, the Silvara thing. I just that was heartbreaking.
3: Hmm. Oh,
1: I'm telling you, her, her her, and the waterfall, there was a lot of jerking off. I'm just saying. But anyway. Um, <laughs> and he's watching her and she can't see him. He's like, with her elven eyes, I should be standing out like a fucking light bulb. Why she? And she's naked. She's got the dagger. And, she, and over, she picks defense over modesty, grabs the weapon, and she's huddling. And I'm just like, oh, this is so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> the naked chick with a dagger, you know. Anyway. And then you, uh, if you're if you, yourself too hard that that led me to read the Huma books and you find out about her older sister that fell in love with Huma the other dragon it's no oh, it's really good shit I love that shit like I said that was my Lord of the Rings um, it's a lot of work and a lot of conversion for something that would only to a niche audience yeah as Frank, as well, much as Frank right. loves it, he's like, you're you're pandering to a very small audience for this podcast, buddy." I'm like, "Yeah, but it needs to be done." But well, <laughs> saying, you know, yeah, we got leftover money and you'd yeah. Be the only one who yeah. could
3: write it, in all honesty. But What's that? I said I think you'd be the only one who could write it, in all honesty.
1: Oh, you two probably know far more about the lore and the mechanics or whatever. So I'm just only familiar with like the dozen books and and the uh, the you know the setting and the hype and stuff. Like the last said,
0: time I read a Dragonlance novel was probably more than 11 years ago. And yeah. I, read, I read most of uh, Raceland and his crew's uh, adventures and some of the other terribleness that came afterwards, you know, when he went back in time to become Fistandantilus. That
1: yeah, was very really cool. Yeah. Original. But,
0: but uh, that and I read, uh, actually, my first fantasy novel ever. Was Kaz the Minotaur? Oh yeah! I Kaz was the fucking man. Love Kaz the Minotaur. That was good. And, uh, he got me into uh, you know the uh, the the knights and uh, Huma Dragonbane and yep. and then it just kind of went from there for a while. But then um, when I got into high school and started reading other stuff and the rest of my adventuring crew as it were uh really weren't picking up on 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 dragonlance so i was like all right fine so i got to pander to these idiots so i had to start consuming other types of media uh to keep my game fresh for them because mm. uh, because they were you know not feeling the dragonlance as much so um the so closest the, clo- the I, closest I, thing
1: I, you're gonna sort of interrupt the closest thing you're gonna get to dragonlance in the forgotten realm setting are the elaine Cunningham books yeah the harper series and the daughter of the joe
0: stuff nobody touches greyhawk anymore either do they I uh think the, it, it got dropped didn't
1: no it? you if getting into the genre if you guys start looking at podcasts and stuff there there there's d6 star wars podcasts to promote a game that's long dead it's a very niche crowd but they're out there there's greyhawk podcasts you know some are doing very well they're like this is our greyhawk Bring it back, and they got like ten thousand followers, and they're they're they've grown, they've plateaued, but they have a decent following. You know, some of this stuff is worth looking into, just not at the gate. Like I said, I'm trying to right. stay a little bit more cutting edge. That's why we're doing war for the Crown because it was new. I really stalled in the last year; it took longer than I thought, and I'm already like falling behind in it. But no one's done the evil thing, Hell's Vengeance, and I think if we do it, if I do it intelligently with these guys, you know, that's going to be really good.
0: Um, one of the things, one of the reasons why I loved those old APs from dragon magazine so much was because they gave just such an immense amount of information uh, in, in a very small package uh, for settings for uh, like I mentioned uh, Savage Tide and the reason Savage Tide my favorite and why I played it so many times wasn't just because it's a, phenomenal adventure path but also because it gives you one of the best written cities uh in recent history and it was kind of one of the things that you can tell if you look at that adventure path you can tell that's where paizo was building its formats for what would become pathfinder
1: i've heard of it i'm not overly familiar are you talking about how the freeport is this how freeport came about
0: no, it's not, um, it, it's, it's. so one of the first things they always ad- they do in any Dragon Magazine adventure was they, they give you a little blurb on how you can plug this adventure into any of like four or five settings, uh, and they usually say, if you're playing in Greyhawk, it's here. If you're playing in Eberron, it's here. If you're playing in uh, Forgotten Realms, it's here. If you're in Eberron, then just adjust this, this, and this, uh, and use one of these instead of one of those. that's cool Uh, so um and that's one of the great things about that Dragon Magazine content is that it taught me a lot about how to make my games extraordinarily versatile when it comes to settings um Hmm. so um I've used the base city from uh Savage Tide uh a city called Sasserine and I've used it as a campaign setting in and of itself uh because I did a sort of uh, investigator game. It was sort of a Sherlock Holmesy game that takes place in this uh this sort of medieval fantasy Havana city that I see you're pulling up some uh pulling up some similar stuff to it on the back there. But um
1: this is um Sothis and Osirian, the big bug that has yep. the Ruby princes.
0: Yeah, uh but and and so if you get the opportunity, check it out. Uh, I know. Well, it sounds
1: that's good. That's like the fact work. that you're the the fact that you know it so well, and you're that passionate about it, could sell a podcast instantly. We ran an evil game in it. Even is is there a way to like you say, Savage Tide, right? And if you look up, yeah. like look it up, see if there are Savage Tide podcasts. See if you, if there's something that's out there that that's missing, or would it just have to boil down to Pirates of the Caribbean, which unfortunately right now is kind of done.
0: Man, let me tell you. So when it, when it first came out, Pirates of the Caribbean had only just released its second movie. Okay. Uh, so it was still riding high. But at the same time, it is not simply Pirates of the Caribbean. It doesn't actually play on the pirates as hard as a lot of people think. You do end up going to a, uh, a pirate den, but they're demon-worshipping snake people. So it's really hard to think of it as a normal, uh, as a normal pirate uh, kind of game
1: yeah i know but, but the, you have you have a corsair coming a chick corsair coming down on the rope you know what i mean like the artwork is what sells it and unfortunately it gives that illusion
0: it kind of does um and it is it is set in a a sort of uh high age of sale uh frontier uh caribbean setting you know but um you depart that in chapter 3. Chapter 3 is I mean it's 12 it's 12 chapters long, but so this is a, three, this is an AP. Yes, it's a full it, it, it runs full through to level 20. Level 1 to 20. Yeah. Shit. Uh you literally kill the you you kill Demogorgon at the end of it. Hmm. Like the, the 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 prince of all demons, you go and take him on on his home turf to stop him from destroying the world. Uh, through a device known at, or through what, an event called the Savage Tide, uh, which is thus the name of the thing. But they, you know, so like to look at it and think, okay, it's Pirates of the Caribbean is is honestly a little misleading because it's really more, um, it's really more the first act of King Kong. Uh, you know the the the, ter- the terrifying island and 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 learning how to get around on it, uh, with some real heavy, like event horizon. Have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's more like those with a bit of a pirates of the Caribbean skin on it. Uh, so a lot of people who think it's a primarily pirate game, um, have only looked at it about skin deep because it's got so much more to offer than that. And it gets really cool. Um, the last, Five six chapters take place entirely on other planes. You end up doing extra planar adventuring after you get your ship equipped with a, a hell portal that you know can bounce you around to the abyss and other places. Uh, Shit. So <laughs> yeah, it, it gets fucking cool. And I mean, at the you, end, you of could it,
1: probably sell Ryan on that one.
0: <laughs> at the end of it, it gets to the point where you're you're going and bartering with. Uh, demon lords, demigods, and and all sorts of other uh, all sorts of other extraplanar creatures to build an alliance to take on uh, Demogorgon, the prince of all demons, the, the 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 protege of Dagon, the oldest and most terrible of of Obereth demons. Uh, you know, and and you have to go and whip his ass on his own home turf uh, to try to stop him from destroying your home world um, in in a. Uh, uh, a, a wild magical gambit to fix his own magical insanity. Um it's a really cool story. It's really wild. I know. Um so but yeah, you know, I mean it, it does it does sell the 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 pirate-y theme pretty hard up front because Yeah, but it's it,
1: it sounds like it's more of a Sinbad the Sailor kind of thing which still has traction.
0: Yeah. You know. And it it gets really cool. Um so Steven uh the guy who I've mentioned to you guys several times is one of my best players. Hmm. He started in this with me and he still play like that 16th level game that Ashley was listening in on that totally flew her head was Savage Tide. And it was him and Lane uh, in the underdark on the Isle of Dread, fighting giant super monsters to try to find a back door into an ancient uh, an ancient civilization's sort of magical bomb shelter, uh, sure. in order to try to revive a, uh, a to revive the ancient Olman Empire that was destroyed by the prototype for the Savage Tide. And this this converts uh, to
1: Pathfinder easily because it's it's their world
0: revive, AP. Yes, it's actually super easy. The only thing you really got to do is swap some skill points because uh, some of the skills have been eliminated, and add CMB and, and, they and they reprinted for every creature which I've actually done the work for about six out of the 12 chapters for.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Did they oh,
3: reprint they this? Because they reprinted a lot of their cl- what they considered their classic stuff. Because um, uh,
0: I have Curse of the Crimson Throne. It's uh, not a Pathfinder uh, thing. It, that's a yeah, thing. It's, like, um, still technically under, it's still technically under Wizards of the Coast content. Oh, was, Pizo okay. was running dragon dungeon magazine for right, 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 could
1: you run it under could you run it under a different set like fifth edition or something
0: i could certainly try to give it a shot but it is no, also it, 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 yeah. yeah
1: no but it was written by paizo so it yeah. should so it should play in the pathfinder
0: yeah absolutely
1: would you be able to convert it to second edition
0: second edition pathfinder I don't know anything about second edition yet. I haven't touched it. I could give it a shot, but I'd have to learn that new system. Well,
1: our probably our, our easiest go-to would be Jarrett offering an alternate world with the core book that everybody knows, so I probably wouldn't do that. But you've certainly piqued my interest with Savage Tide. Um, I wouldn't mention it to anybody else now, but sure. if we get if we get into pure Steam and it just it tanks like in the one shot. Yeah. Instead of saying, "Hey, everyone, let's do Carry and Crown the normal way," I'd pitch this to them. Okay, I'd pitch this. Um, the other thing is, though, I might need you to pitch it on a Friday night, like in every other Friday night, and ha- That's like fine. P- play it in a late slot, like a eight or nine to like eleven kind of thing.
0: That's perfectly fine. Uh, so I always have right now. I always have Fridays, Sundays, and Mondays off. And my Fridays are normally wrapped up with a game, but I've already told those guys if I need to drop okay. one of these games to do this podcast, I'm gonna. Okay. So, okay. and they all already know.
1: Like I said, I think your best sell on the Savage Tide would actually be like my late Exer Crew mm-hmm. Matt, Ryan, Joe, myself, Frank, you know, embracing sure. ye old days. Yeah. You know, and having the maturity to put up with, you know what I'm saying?
0: And I think they would also enjoy being able to pull out some of the classics like that because I mean, if there's anybody in there who knows uh, Greyhawk exceptionally well,
1: yeah, no, there uh, are, and they
0: understand Demogorgon's role in it all.
1: Yeah, yeah, Matt and uh, Frank are big Greyhawk guys.
0: Some of it comes up pretty prominently, and uh, I mean, there's even a point where they meet one of the original, uh, one of the original thirteen Death Knights, uh, Lord Caven of Rax. He shows up in a in a in a side quest in that one and could end up becoming a follower if you play it right. Okay, uh, he's a 13th um, level death knight fighter, which is pretty badass. I want mean,
1: you, I I I like this idea. I do. It just we are so saturated with so many games at the moment, but at least we right. got a killer backup idea that we could pitch to the guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because like I said, the Pierce theme thing with or without you, or like I said, unless it turns out to be second edition where we're going to try and approach it much later with Jarrett. Sure. Um, but, yeah, no, this um, this sounds pretty cool. This definitely gets your your peak of ye olde days. Yeah. You know, like just, just the way you so passionately talk about it is, you know, it sells it, and, I, and I'm remembering some of the stuff. Um, I do love
0: Savage Tide. I love no, that No, no,
1: no, that's cool. Like I said, I, I will definitely mention it to, to the guys, like the extras yeah. and stuff, saying this could be on the horizon. Uh, but I've got to go. I'm, I'm approaching 5 o'clock, guys. I'm sorry. Um, no, while good. you were talking, I was pulling up Savage Tide pictures.
0: Yeah. because Somebody has gone and made a compilation PDF of all of the Savage Tide material and all of the Demogorgon-related uh, recent Paizo-written uh, adventures, because there's two of them that are like great side quests, and another adventure that takes place in the city of Sassarine that involves uh, solving a mystery around... Two Warring Clans of Intelligent Swords. Cool. It's fucking cool, dude. And all no, of that is in one PDF if you go and find the uh, Savage Tide compilation. What would you call it? Call what? What is the, the AP- what is the AP called? It's called Savage Tide. So Savage
1: Tide is the name of the AP, just like War for the Crown is the name. It's not a setting. Correct. It's a AP.
0: It was, it was set in Greyhawk. It's dragon and dungeon magazine or dungeon oh, and i, I
1: remember League. them i yeah. collected the dungeon magazines they were my favorite because yes. that's all yes. there was back in the day I way back those. in the
0: day that's all there was but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's the last adventure path from the last 12 issues of dragon and dungeon magazines okay and it's um, fantastic and it, it you can kind of tell that like when pa- when paizo got told that they're not going to be able to do dragon and dungeon magazines anymore and the reason they took and picked up and started doing pathfinder was because they had a huge backlog of excellent material for uh those magazines dungeon and yeah yeah but then they weren't going to be doing them anymore so, so they were like yeah. well screw you guys we'll go make our own and our own
1: game yeah monty cook and all that yeah no that's cool um shit how can i make this work because this sounds really cool <laughs> it's like mm. mm-hmm. If I
0: we'll pick focus, like let's focus on uh, look, let's there's, focus on- look
1: there's timing like I said I barely, I got the guys very excited about Evil but even then they're going you spread too thin you don't have you know, we don't have time for this all the other shows are getting pushed back you know you come out of the gate and sell them Savage Tide it might be a good alternate or it might be something else if I need to buy some time but sure uh um is there any is there any material for a player for Savage Tide like an, like the player's guide kind of thing
0: as a matter of fact, all of the stuff that was released in Dragon Magazine is for players. All the stuff in the Dungeon magazines are for the DM. There's also a uh, a printed uh, players guide. Yeah, that that's, one, that's one one of the one. That's the one. The
1: girl swinging down. It says the yes, savage that, site, right.
0: It was one of the first ones that Paizo ever released one of those for, and that's where they got that idea and that format from. That's where they tested it, found it at work, and started doing it on all their APs going forward.
2: Okay. Um,
0: so it's kind of historical in that in that aspect, but um that one might even still be available on paizo.com now that i think about it but i have two copies of it i <laughs> need
1: well, like i need, like a, I, need a, I need a downloadable copy that i could possibly you know it's probably on that website the the trove you know
0: what um i it may be but i could also just shoot I, I could just shoot you this uh this copy of it that i have um it it's a little it's a little big i don't know if i can like pop it over to you via facebook but i can definitely probably put it on a uh you have like Google a you have,
1: you have a PDF kind of thing.
0: It is a PDF, but it's a yeah. big one. So, yeah, um, yeah let's Yeah, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can shoot it to you there. Um, I gotta get it pulled up. Uh, here it is.
1: I'm just seeing if they have it on the website here, and then it's just it's a no brainer. Okay,
0: so. it's actually spread out across.
1: Now, is Savage Tide part of Savage Worlds? Or is that something different? No, yeah.
0: no. Uh, the Savage Tide refers that would I mean. It's just this AP, and it it refers to a magical event that uh, Demogorgon is trying to trigger to destroy the world. Okay. But uh, let's see. You know what? I got a whole folder of these uh, PDFs because it's it's divided up as the adventure path, the maps, uh, the player's maps, and the GM's maps, the player's guide the map of Sasserine, uh, I can skip the map. So I'll just send you the adventure path. I
1: got Savage Mojo. <laughs> I'm trying to find it here. Cause it's probably buried. Anyway, I'm sorry guys. I really got to run. Send me this stuff if you can. Um, Absolutely. But that is definitely, yeah, that is definitely worth looking into in the future. Uh, seeing how we go with everything else, man. Um, Cause like I said, if you think you can hold down two shows, you know if one I mean, tanks we have the other one but um
0: there's enough of me to go around i'm sure
1: all right man <laughs> well i'll see you guys in two weeks uh jared i'll see you i what do i need you um we still trying
3: friday nine o'clock for the final boss fight
1: uh yes, boss fight? yes 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 okay. 8 thirty nine.
3: yeah all right we should have it rolled up i right. mean i don't think they've just no
1: I got it I got it I got some emergency Star Wars footage and that sorry I've literally got to run I got to pee. Bye guys. Thank you All so right, much you. for coming and giving us the time. Thank you, Jeff. All right. See Jared you. It's
3: been a pleasure. Yeah, you too.